Hello, this is Darren. And this is Paige. And this is Where's, Where's the, the lemonade? lemonade? Where we talk about what happens when life throws you lemons. Make some lemonade? Uh, maybe. Some weeks it's lemon squares. Yeah, some weeks it's just lemons. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're going to talk about the over communicative X. Wow, this should be interesting. Okay, so the reason we wanted to talk about this one was on some of the groups that we're um, members of on Facebook, um, they've been talking about a lot about an ex that is, as far as they're concerned, crossing boundaries with their, you know, so, so say, you know, my ex would be crossing boundaries and you would be getting upset about that, right? Right. Uh, well, and this follows up a couple podcasts ago. We talked about the silent ex-spouse. Right. This is one that just won't be quiet. This is one that, yeah, for whatever reason, wants to keep you, their ex, on the hook, right? Emotionally, um, you know, they just want to keep them... Oh, the stories that we hear are fascinating on, on the Facebook group. Oh, yeah. It's pretty funny. Like, um, my husband's ex came into the house and helped herself to lunch. <laughs> really? I think that's called trespassing. Well, and the one that I saw just most recently was um, that, you know, her husband's ex calls and cries because she, you know, broke up with her boyfriend or she calls because the dishwasher's broken and can you come over and fix it and she calls because oh she's just having a great day and wants to share the news did, with him all right tell the truth did you ever call your ex-spouse to come fix something at the house yes yes see <laughs> i know my ex my ex called me when she ran out of gas it was right after we got yes um divorced and i think that's kind of pretty normal i think it is right? too it just it's i guess because you're, you, you, especially if you've been married a long time, you're yes. used to helping each other out and right. asking for help. Yes. And then all of a sudden you're divorced and. Right. And I don't think it was a problem for either of us when we, when I called my ex or when your ex called you because we weren't remarried. Correct. So I think the problem doesn't start until you are now remarried. And now it's like, hey, hold on there. Right. Well, it it still is a problem though too. Um, even if you aren't remarried, you are divorced. The relationship is changed. Right. There isn't that connection there that there was before. Um. So you have to become more independent. You chose in in the divorce. You chose to become independent. Right. So yeah, and it's a it's a hard transition in the beginning to be like, oh wait, I have to do this myself. I have to go fix the dishwasher. Oh dang. Yeah. Um, those, so yeah, those are things right? that yeah, those are things that. But yes, but then it really gets complicated when you get remarried, and it's not appropriate. It's not appropriate for your spouse to be on the phone with their ex for hours and hours, unless it has to do with the children. That's what they should be talking about. That's what the communication should be about is the children. So it's funny because we went and looked at articles on, hey, how, how, what is appropriate communication, all this. It was fascinating because almost every article out there was a, from the a wife's perspective of their husband over communicating with their ex. Yes. It's, it's definitely wife. more of a female problem for sure. Let's just put that out there. Well, I, right? may, maybe females are more attuned to the communication is inappropriate. Maybe. And us men are like oblivious. Yeah, you're like, what? 
Yeah, I think that's more likely. <laughs> so we, we, it, it was an interesting read, reading through some of these things, because it was a combination of you as a spouse who has a husband that's over-communicating with their ex. Right. What do you do? And then also, what boundaries should your husband set with their ex so well, there were like two aspects to yeah it was interesting because the article that we were that we got a lot of information from it was saying your problem really isn't with your husband's ex your problem is with your husband correct your yeah, husband that was interesting yeah your husband needs because it's like my husband's ex did this and did that and she does this and she calls and she comes in and she tries to tell us how to parent and the therapist was like yeah your problem isn't with your husband's ex it's with your husband not setting up proper boundaries with the ex. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so let's ha let's talk about some of these uh, boundaries. Or it wasn't really just boundaries. It was tips on on how to curb maybe an ex-spouse that's over-communicating or still emotionally tied. Yes, those um, that wants to stay emotionally connected with your spouse. And you're like, eh, eh, this is my guy now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, hey, the first one, I like this one. It was uh, play the long game. Yeah. And at first I was like, what does that mean? But it's saying if you want, because a lot of times you don't want to say anything because you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to have conflict with your ex. You don't want to. So if they're crossing boundaries, right, into your new relationship, but you're like, oh, I just don't want to say anything because I know this X, Y, Z is going to happen. She's going to have a meltdown. She's going to, right? And so you go, oh, I'll just wait. But what this therapist was saying is start sooner than later. Yeah, there it's going to be tough in the beginning, but start sooner than later with putting, you know, boundaries in place. Absolutely. And I can I can totally understand this because otherwise and, and you can always make an excuse on why, why not to, you know, set the boundaries. Well, they're having a really rough time right now. Right. They're always going to be having a rough time. Yes. Right. There's right. always going to be something. There's always going to be something. Yeah. So um so that's the first one. Play play the long game. Yep. Make sure that you're looking at this from a long term perspective with your new relationship. It doesn't mean be completely cut off. No, no, not at all. No, it's not you've got to understand the boundaries, which is the next one, which is avoid emotional conversations now this is two prong yeah so that's interesting I'm, re I'm looking at our notes table the issue until there are cool heads now that wasn't about that wasn't about the husband and the ex it was about you and your spouse so if coming to your your you know spouse and saying hey i am not appreciating how you're communicating with your ex yeah this was really interesting because they mentioned you have to realize that your spouse just had an emotional conversation with their ex. They're charged up. They don't feel good about it. They know it's not appropriate to have that conversation. They also know that you're going to be upset about this. Yeah. So think of think of your poor spouse. They're they're <laughs> like, what do I do? I got to keep my ex happy and my spouse and my current spouse happy. Right. And no one's going to be happy in this situation. Yep. And I'm in the doghouse. Yeah. That's yeah, how it's it comes it's, it's kind of a bummer. That's really so. Think about your spouse's situation, right? Think about what they just went through. Table it, even if you want. Even if you're like, I cannot believe he let that happen again, right? Or she let that happen again. Table it. 
don't do it right then. It's like a it's like a keg of dynamite waiting to blow. Like don't do it right. Yeah, then. let the emotions boil down a, yep. a lot. Right? right, let them calm down. Yep. And and things. Now the other part of this is avoid emotional conversations. If you're the spouse with an ex and there's mo you need to do your best to keep the emotions out of it. Um, and this could be very difficult when there's kids involved, but you have to treat um, the co-parenting as non-emotional relationship as a business relationship. Absolutely. We have read this over and over and over and over again. And That's really tough. It is tough, but it is necessary to... Um, yeah, keep it business. I think the words she used were polite, um, to the point, but still empathetic, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, so don't just be, but to the point, polite, no, no emotions, but still be, don't come off as like all the cold. All, okay, cold, good. Yeah. I say all the words I could think of were ones I shouldn't say. Yeah, so. exactly. So cold, <laughs> and this could be really difficult um, at first because there are so many emotions. So your first reaction is to just be stoic and just say, not not engaging. Right, right. Um, and sometimes that may happen. It'll you'll go through waves on this. So yeah. it can be uh, actually very difficult. Okay, the next one is explain exactly what bothers you and why. I like this. It's, your spouse is not a mind reader. What? Especially as men. What? We don't mind me. In fact, this is one thing I love about Paige. I don't have to guess what she needs for Mother's Day or for her birthday or for any day. Um, she'll just put it in her Amazon wish list or just circle it in a magazine and say, I would need this. Yes, in fact, there's something in my Amazon cart right now just... Yeah, I'm Thank just saying. Because Mother's Day's coming. I, up. I'm just saying. Just, just. So I appreciate. Just Thank FYI. You. So it's good to it's good to be very specific about this. Is what I thought was interesting. I said, be specific about the communication that your spouse is having with their ex that is bothering you. Yes. So don't just be like, oh. I hate how you interact with your ex. No, you need to be like, well, thank you. Right. Right. <laughs> I hate how I interact. With yeah, my ex. exactly. Like, please help me. But no, and you need to be specific and say, you know, that conversation that you had, this is why, this is what made me feel this way. And this is how it made me feel. Exactly. And you have to be very specific. Right. Right. Because it is a landmine. These relationships are very, very difficult. Right. Um, so it is a landmine that you need some help with. So if you are the spouse, you need to be able to listen to that. Right. Make adjustments to the way you're communicating with your ex. And you have to also be the spouse that has the ex has to be sensitive to the other person that's watching all this play out. Right. Because the other person's sitting there going, I mean, yes, it's difficult for the man in the middle or the woman in the middle. Right. Yeah. But it's also difficult for the one sitting there watching watching this and going, wow. Well, and, and you mentioned this when we were talking about this yesterday. Being a stepmom is nothing you can explain to anybody. No, only other stepmoms can understand stepmoms. And, and even, even us stepdads don't have the same, we can't have the same empathy as a stepmom. It's, it's totally different. It is. It is totally different. Um, so we, we will, as a spouse of a stepmom, right? 
we have to do our best to empathize and to understand that it is different. So when I'm communicating with my ex, you know, we have to understand that there's, there's an emotional tug on you when I do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's hard. So basically be, don't just blow it off. Don't just be like, so dumb that you feel that way. Or, you know what I mean? Don't blow it off. Just say, that must be really tough or, you know, whatever, whatever they well, get in the trenches and say, yeah. okay, I think I understand how you're feeling about this. What can I do to communicate differently? Give me some tips. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, and you're good at that. You're really good at that. You always ask if, for that. And if you're the spouse with the ex that you're communicating a lot with, if you put your guard up, not good. Yeah. Not good. I Come on, take, be a man, take some advice. Get some learnings from your current your current spouse. That's the best oh, way to do it. Absolutely. Okay, what's the next one? Communicate to understand. Ugh. <laughs> Is that like listening? You know, Is that active like, so listening? what I hear you saying? <laughs> No, no, this is even, this is, <laughs> you need to be more assertive on this, babe. <laughs> what? Whatever. Um, you need to try, what they're saying here is, you need to try and understand why your spouse is reacting the way they are to their ex. Okay, so now I, I actually. Do you remember we talked about yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So, okay. so there are triggers that you have in your, in your former marriage. Yes. Your ex. Your ex knows those triggers. You know that you know what triggers your ex as well. So, you know, those triggers come up and there is some deep-seated history there, especially if you've been married for some time. Right. That your current spouse may not understand, may not get, may not appreciate. Right. And you've got to you you've got to come to some kind of agreement. So you can't just be upset when your spouse reacts a certain way to their ex, you've got to dig in a little bit. Because there is a reason. There is, yeah, years and years and years of emotions going along with that. Right, and don't assume. Right. Oh, I think that the, uh, we all do that. I think we oh, all assume. Of course we do. Yeah, yeah. But dig in and find the, find the real reason. Once you find out the real reason, you'll go, oh. Right. Okay, so yep. you know, I understand better now. Okay, next, come to terms. This is important. This you cannot do right away. But that means come to terms. Come to terms. So your ex is always going to be part of your life. Your End spouse's of, ex. Your spouse's, too. yes, your, your ex and your spouse's ex. End of story. Always, even when the kids are out always. of the house. There, yeah, until one of you dies, yeah. your ex is going to be part of your life face it but like i said you can't do that in the in the beginning it's 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 tough it's tough so you've got to come to terms with we've got to learn how to deal with this we have to learn how to deal with these situations it's not going away we've got to figure this out yeah because inevitably even when the kids leave the house they still come home for Christmas. Yeah. Grandbabies are born. Yeah, I mean... I, I mean, the list is long. Yes, the list is long. It, it, I think, undoubtedly, you know, definitely it gets easier as the kids move out because you're not having that day-to-day or week-to-week um, communication that you have to have when the kids right. are at home. So, undoubtedly, it gets easier, but... 
part I, of your life I don't forever. Know. So we still have kids in the house. And it's fascinating because our older kids still follow the same schedule as the younger kids because um, you know, my it's ex easier. lives close by. Yeah, it's easier for them. Then they, they don't feel like they're choosing. So what's it going to be like when the last child leaves yeah. and there is no schedule anymore? I, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be challenging. It's going to be difficult. And I think they're just going to have to make, you know, they're going to have to set, before they come home, they'll probably have to set, okay, I'll spend Monday, Tuesday with mom and Wednesday, Thursday with so dad. Th this is what, this is important here. Coming to terms with this means you understand that you have some kind of a relationship with your ex. Right. For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. If there's kids involved, it's going to be for the yes. rest of your life. Yes, for the rest of your life. So come to terms with that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you can't just like check, right? Check it off my to-do list. I set boundaries with my ex. Check. No. You Those have boundaries to. are going to change over yes. time, too. Yep. All right, cool. What's the next one? Understand that there may be guilt and loyalty issues. What in the world? So I think that means, I, that one was interesting um, are you still falling under some guilty spell? Like did, was the actions of your, your ex, you know, they, they always made you, when you were married, did they make you feel guilty? Are you still under that spell? Are they interesting? Still, so right? is there still that connection there? You're, or you're still feeling loyal to them? Like I kind of, I was like that way with my ex. Like if someone said anything bad about my ex, I was the first one to be like, well, and nope. even, even after we'd been married for some time, you had some loyalty to your ex still because you would try and save him. If he was in a tight spot, you would say, all right, yeah. I'm going to help him out of this yeah. tight spot. That was, that was my go-to, yeah. right? Like, oh, I've got to, you know, jump in. And no, you're not allowed to say anything negative about my ex. Like, I'm, I'm a loyal person that way. So, yeah. I guess we have to understand that that's going to be there. Um, but... There's boundaries. So Not so where... much that it can interfere with your new relationship. Correct. Right. right. So if it's interfering with your new relationship, you've got to adjust those boundaries. Right. right. Exactly. To... So, yeah. So that's what that means. Okay. Um, give some empathy. Now, this one goes all the way around. We talked a little bit about this earlier. To get in the trenches. Get in the trenches with yep. your spouse. Um, both the spouse that has an exit to overcommunicative and also your spouse that is feeling all of this so, yes that's know. in the middle it's in this tug of war you've got to be in the trenches put yourself in their position and 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 even i would say put yourself in the ex's your your spouse's Ooh, ex tough, position too, yeah i think you know what you know how would i feel if this if i was on that side watching this happen so try i think that that's the best way to handle some situations is put yourself in everybody's position and how would you be responding and Maybe that will help you give a little that was really tough. empathy. It's tough. It's tough. And that's not something you can do right away. But I feel like after some time, you can you, you can, can get there. You can get there. Yep. All right. Next one. Identify the issues. Now, this is where we start getting to brass tacks. Right. This is where you start setting boundaries. Right. Right. Like for if the issue is, is that your spouse, uh, your your spouse's ex calls every night at nine o'clock at night and wants to talk for two hours. Nope. That's an issue. <laughs> that is an issue and that, no. Nope. For you guys out there that your ex is doing that to you, that is an issue. Let's just play it out that way. <laughs> yes. And if you even if they're calling once a week and want to talk to you about whatever, if your current spouse is not happy with it, you need to 
change those boundaries and say, you know what? I know we can still talk. I know we're still friends or whatever. Um, I know I'm still your go-to, but this is affecting my new relationship and we need to keep communication. Well, it to, can't be your go-to anymore. Yeah. We need to keep communication to children, right? So, and you need to evaluate the boundaries that you establish to see if they're working or not. Right. And it says to be very clear. Like if you're, if the problem is that your ex is calling to talk to you once a week, you need to be very clear and say, um, this isn't working for me anymore. From now on, we need to email, you know, and that's how we will well, communicate. This, this is actually really good. Uh, technology has given us a lot of different ways of communicating. Right. Um, email tends to be the most effective yeah. um, for communicating with co-parenting issues, except when you really have to talk. And sometimes there are yeah. times that you really got to talk about what's going on with Definitely. Johnny at this point in time. Right. Right? Yeah. But then one tip that we learned, after you have that conversation, follow it up with an email. Yes. Right. So you can be like, hey, so just to go over what we talked about yeah. today. Just is yeah. this, does this accurately portray what we right. talked about? Because right. when you're on the phone, you do forget things. You do. And then it's a he said, she said later. So if you just immediately go, hey, I just want to make sure that we're both on the same page with this. And yeah, that's a good way to do it. Now, also be careful, too. You can set boundaries that are highly inappropriate boundaries. I guess. Well, I've seen I've seen these on some of the things like your um, your new spouse is not allowed or your ex-spouse is not allowed to come to the baseball game. That's or or your new spouse is not allowed to come to the baseball game because your exactly. ex is going to be there. Not a, not appropriate. Not it's okay. time for ad adults to grow up. Yes. Right? You don't have to sit next to each other. No, of course not. No, but you can't. So, and that goes into, that goes into um, always consider what's best for the kids. Yes. Those are, those are insecurities that we have as adults. Those, that's what's, that's what those are. And yeah. we need to put those aside to do what's best for the, the kids. The best thing that your kids can see is to see your ex and your current spouse and you attend things. You don't have to sit together, but attend things yeah. is, is and very important. And be polite and nice. And yeah. you don't have to like be all chummy, but you can be polite. Absolutely. Right? All right, the next one we already talked about, which is be proactive, yes. right? Yes. Oh, and I, yeah, we talked about this, right? Um, business communication, facts only, keep emotion out of it. But don't be cold. I can be cold. You can be cold. And not be, not on purpose. I'm like because you are <laughs> you're very warm actually. <laughs> because you are you are just a state the facts kind of guy. Like here I, are the facts. I am in, in in my job that I have, I do a lot of work with government. They don't want emotion in their emails. Right. Yeah, here are the facts. Here are the facts. Boom, boom, boom. Right. And so yes, sometimes you have to temper that with a little bit of a little bit of empathy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but it's not, yeah. And you help me with that. I, I actually say, hey, does this look okay? Are we, is, is, is this coming across too cold? Right, yeah. Yeah, you're good about that. All right, and then the last one, this is probably the most important. There will be backlash. Anticipate yep. backlash. Because yep. now all of a sudden you're establishing boundaries. Your ex may not be used to that. Even your spouse may not be used to those boundaries. There is going to be backlash. Yeah. So if your ex-spouse is used to calling you, emailing whenever, come showing up at your furnace. house, yeah. yeah, come on over, whatever it is, and all of a sudden you say, you know what? 
Um, here are some new boundaries that, you know, I'm setting up. They're probably going to lose their mind in the beginning. It's going to be difficult. <laughs> but don't back down. I mean, nope. the reason you established the boundaries was because it is coming between your relationship with your spouse. Right. So stay calm. Stay calm. Don't back off. Right? Don't back off. Remember? Long game. So you got you're going to have to establish it sometime. You know, do it now. And stay calm. Facts. A little bit of empathy, not a whole lot of emotion. You'll get there. There you go. Lemonade moment of the week is our flooring is finally done. Oh, my goodness. It has been six weeks of the house being tore apart, furniture moving all over the place. Um, And finally... I don't have a hole on the wall over here. If you look at our video, there was a big, you know, disaster over here. That's and all fixed. you can fixed. see in the video, you can see our, our beautiful new floor. We have it's new floors. So it's awesome. Um, it is not for the faint of heart, though. Let me tell you. Boy, there was a lot of lemons. Just, just seriously, if you buy a new house that's older and you're not in love with the flooring. You rip it out. Suck it up and do it right then. Do it before you move in. I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it's like moving the house twice. Yes. Because you, have, you to, have to move everything in your whole house. To the other side of the house, everything that's on the floor. Which and then is, move it back. And then move it. It's, and yeah, then move it's, the part, the other part back. It's, yeah. It was, and there's dust everywhere. Oh my goodness, yeah. And it doesn't help that your wife decides to paint rooms at the same time. I decided not to. You did. You painted our bathroom. But I actually, I waited till it was all done. I know. Yeah. But so. I was going to, because I was like, oh, well, before they put the baseboards on, let me paint real quick, right? That was my thinking. And then I went. I'm glad it took some time to find the right color paint, because that would have been. It did take the right. And then I was like, We would have oh, both been checked in the loony bin. <laughs> there was a lot going on. But. The lemonade is we love our new flooring. Yeah, we love the... Oh, gosh. It's like we're in a new house, so we're happy about that. It's fabulous. If you like today's episode... Give us five stars on iTunes, Spotify, Google. And head to Facebook and like us. And check out our blog at wheresthelemonade.org. Where you can leave questions and comments. But most of all, go out and make some lemonade. You betcha, baby.